0: coming up now on established in the faith God wants you to be an overcomer he wants you to be victorious stop going around griping and complaining and acting like you're the victim you are victorious in Jesus Christ if you've got Jesus today you ain't got a problem you've got a solution And welcome today to Established in the Faith This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church Over in Middlesex, North Carolina And how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today Got a great message lined up for you Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes If not, let me encourage you to go over to Establishedinthefaith.com There you can listen to today's message As well as many others that are in podcast form Well, we're going to go on into the message now Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you if you have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me, please, to the book of 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter 30. 1 Samuel chapter 30. We want to pick it up in verse 6 once again today. First Samuel 30 and verse 6. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And David said to Abiathar the priest, Ahimelech's son, I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod. And Abiathar brought hither the ephod to David. And David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. I want to continue with the message we started last week. And David encouraged himself. In the Lord his God. Let's go to Lord in prayer and ask for his help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this opportunity that we have to be able to stand before these people and to minister your word. Lord, I have no idea what the needs are, but Lord, you do. Lord, I ask for the anointing of your spirit to rest upon me. Lord, help me to rightly divide this word of truth. Lord, steer this message today in the direction that you would have it to go. Lord, that the needs of the people will be met, that questions will be answered. Lord, that your people will be drawn closer to you. And Lord, today we're just careful to give you praise and glory for all that you have done. Lord, for all that you're going to do in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. The Bible tells us here in this verse that David was greatly distressed. He is experiencing the chastisement of God for being out of the will of God for some 16 months. You see, David went over to the land of the Philistines, run up with King Achish, the king of Gath, and made... A covenant with him and said, If you will give me a place to stay, then I will serve you and I will fight for you. And King Achish gave David a little place called Ziklag, which was right outside the city of Gath, right on the border of Judah, right in the middle. And that's where some of you listening to me right now, that's where you're at. You're right in the middle. You're not exactly walking the path of Christianity as you should, nor are you all the way in the world. You're straddling the fence. You're right in the middle. This is exactly where David was at. He was out of the will of God. And during this 16-month period of time... He would tell King Akish that he had made incursions into Israelite territory and he had killed Israelites when in reality he had killed Philistines. Killed every man, every woman, to where nobody could come back and identify him as being the one who had done this thing. And he lived this life for some 16 months. It all comes to a head when the Philistines set their battle in array against Israel. And King Achish rides up to the princes of the Philistines, and here is David. And they said, why is this Hebrew here? We're not going to fight with these Hebrews here. And so they rejected David to fight in this particular battle. And so they sent David back home and when David came back to Ziklag the city was burned everything was destroyed his wives and his children had been taken as well every man that was with him he had some 600 men with him and their wives and their children There could have been as many as 1,500 to 2,000 people now that were following David and all of these people had been taken captive they were not killed they were just taken so that they could be sold as slaves which was a life worse than death everything was gone and it was all David's fault and the Bible says that David was in great distress let me tell you something backslider whomever you may be God knows what to do to get your attention. What is it going to take? Will you have to lose everything that you have in order for God to get your attention? The Bible tells us in Hebrews 12 and verse 5 My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. And if you endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? But if you be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then you are bastards and not sons." If you're being chastised of God today, understand that is God's love towards you. Parents, when your children do wrong and you punish them, you don't do it because you hate those children. You do it because you love your children and you want them to do right. They are your children and you love them. David has lost everything that he's worked for for the past 16 months. And it is the chastisement of God upon him. God does this because he loves David. And let me me just stop right here and deal with this because the Bible says that the people spake of stoning David. Let me tell you this. There's no parent that likes it when somebody else butts in and says, I'm going to correct your children. Which of you would like it this morning if your child did wrong and I went over there and I took that child and I corrected him right in front of you? That ain't going to set too well. Let me tell you this. If my youngins do wrong, I'll take care of it. I'm their daddy. And if corporal punishment is necessary, I'll administer that and not you. The same goes with God. God is well able and capable of chastising His children and you had better keep your mouth out of it. Lest chastisement will come upon you. If the preacher's going wrong, God knows how to deal with him. God called him. God knows how to take him out behind the woodshed. Believe me, friend, I've been there. And don't look at me like a bunch of angels, because I've seen some of you laying on the woodpile right beside me. (laughs) God loves you, and he'll take you out behind the woodshed. Get your attention. Straighten you out. The Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. That phrase, the Lord his God. The covenant God. The God who in the very beginning when the fall took place with Adam and Eve, God promised that a Redeemer would come to save mankind. The same God who gave the Old Testament sacrificial system and said when you bring a lamb without spot and without blemish and you offer it up upon the altar, I will accept that and your sins will be forgiven. All of it which was a type of Christ in the New Testament who would live a perfect life for you and I and die on an old rugged cross for your and my sins. Encouraged himself in the Lord his God. If you need encouragement today, look at the cross. If you don't feel love today, look at the cross. Jesus Christ loved you that much to die on an old rugged cross for you and I. No greater love than a man lay down his life for his friends. David said to Abiathar the priest, verse 7. Today we have a great high priest. I'm not talking about some man where you'll go and he'll get over there in one cabinet and you get over here in another cabinet and y'all sit there and talk about the sins you've committed. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a great high priest. You can ride down the road if you've done something wrong and say, Lord, I'm sorry, please forgive me. A great high priest, the Lord Jesus Christ. Hebrews 4, verse 14. We have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. But as in all points was tempted like as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. That we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. You've got a high priest that you can go to. He knows what you're going through. He knows what you're experiencing. Go to him. Tell him all about your problems. He's got mercy, he's got grace that you need. David told the priest to bring hither the ephod. What in the round world was that? An ephod. It was a special garment that only the priest wore. And on the inside of that garment, there was a pocket sewn in there that contained what is known as the Urim and the Thummim. The ephod is a type of the Holy Spirit, and I'll tell you how. Whenever there was a delicate situation, and you didn't know exactly which way to go. You could go to the priest and he would reach inside the ephod and the Urim and the Thumm. And well, Brother James, what in the world was that? I don't know. Nobody else really knows. There's all kind of speculations on it. I've, I've heard where it was two colored different stones. Maybe a white one, maybe a black one. One meant yes, one meant no. And whenever you had a delicate situation and you didn't know which way to go, you could go to the priest and he would reach in and grab the Urim or the thumbum, and it would tell you which way you needed to go to solve your problem. It was for leading and guidance. And now some of you are looking at me right now, you're like, "Whoa, Brother James, I wish I had that today. Because I know some problems that could have been solved real easy if we'd have had the them in the thumbum. There wouldn't have been no question about it. We don't need that today. We've got something greater than that. And it is the Holy Ghost. He does the leading and the guiding in our hearts and lives. And let me tell you how I know that. The word thumbum means complete truth and perfections. The word Urim means light or illumination. Put the two together, you've got perfect illumination. Glory to God. Jesus said, I'm going to send the comforter. And when he's come, he will lead you and guide you into all truth. If you want to be encouraged in the things of God today go to the heavenly high priest and ask him to baptize you in the Holy Ghost and if you've been baptized in the Holy Ghost ask him to refill you with the Spirit because we need his leading and guidance more today than ever before. Bring hither the ephod the urim, the thummim. And then the Bible says there in verse 8 of 1 Samuel 30, he inquired of the Lord. You cannot be encouraged in the things of God as you should be if you don't have a proper prayer life. I'm not talking about when you sit down at the table and you say, Lord, bless this food and whatever the case. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about where you get along with the Lord on a daily basis and you open up your heart to Him and you say, Lord, I need some help in this area. Lord, I've read this in your Word, and I don't understand it. Lord, I've got this going on, and I don't know what in the world to do about it. Lord, you've got to help me. And you go to Him on a daily basis. Understand this today, folks. When you go to the Lord in prayer, that is a privilege. That's like being able to go before Donald Trump and say, give me a million dollars, and he hands it over to you. The Lord is greater than that. The Lord is mightier than that. He owns all the cattle on a thousand hills and the hills too. He's got unlimited resources. He can do anything. Anything. And if He ain't got it, He can speak a word and speak it into existence for you. That's who you know. That is who you're going to. Someone who can change your situation. You know, the the first miracle that jesus performed was changing the water into wine y'all remember that the wedding feast of canaan run out of wine jesus comes up and turned the water into wine first miracle he performed started off his ministry I've often wondered about that. Lord, why in the world did you change the water into wine? I mean, to to start off your ministry, in my mind I'm thinking, he he should have walked up to the tomb of Lazarus and raised Lazarus from the dead. That would have been a, a, a great miracle right there to have started off with. But he changed the water into wine. Why? Why was that his first miracle? I don't know. Only this, Jesus Christ can change any situation. I said Jesus Christ can change your situation. Go to Him on a daily basis. Tell Him all about your problems. Tell Him what you need. Call Him up, call Him up. Tell Him what you want. He may or may not answer your prayer. But understand, He's got your best interest in heart. God's got good things for you, if you'll trust Him. He inquired of the Lord, and the Lord answered him. Take a look at it. Dana, put it up there on the screen. 1 Samuel 30, verse 8. And David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And the Lord answered and said, Pursue. For thou shalt surely overtake them and without fail recover all. God answers us today through the reading of his word. And if you're not reading his word as you should, maybe that's why you're missing out on the answer. You got the hat prayer is a two way communication. You talk to God, He wants to talk to you. Be quiet in His presence once in a while. And let the Lord speak to you. Read His Word and let Him speak to you. He speaks to us through His Word. Now what did He have to say to David? The same thing that I'm going to give you today. He said pursue, overtake, And recover all. Glory to God. That's God's word for you today. Pursue. Overtake. And recover all. God wants you to pursue the things of God. Jesus said if you're going to come after me you have to deny yourself. Take up the cross daily and follow me. Pursue God, pursue the things of God. And he said, you'll overtake. God wants you to be an overcomer. He wants you to be victorious. Stop going around griping and complaining and acting like you're the victim. You are victorious in Jesus Christ. If you've got Jesus today, you ain't got a problem. You've got a solution. Start telling everybody about the solution you got. Pursue, overtake and recover all. God wants you to recover everything that the devil has stole from you. Some of you, you come in here, you look at me like a mule eating briars. The devil's done stole your joy. You need to get your joy back. God wants you to recover everything that the devil has stole from you. And I don't know about you today, but I'm taking back everything that the devil has stole from me. I'm taking back my joy. I'm taking back my wealth. I'm taking back my health. I'm taking back my children. I'm taking back my family. I'm taking back everything that the devil has stole from me. Recover all. David In doing what he did here is a type of Christ. Jesus Christ pursued the cross. He overtook the devil, overcame sin. And he has recovered everything that was lost in the fall. And all you and I have to do is take it by faith. Faith. Faith in Christ, His finished work. All right, let me tell you what happened now. They followed after the Amalekites. Came across this young Egyptian. He was taken ill, and the Amalekites left him behind. Been there three days, nothing to eat. And David and his men come across him and he was still alive. So they gave him a hot dog and a Twinkie, and he revived. He came back. They started talking with him. David asked him, said, "Who, who are you? And he told them. He said, David, if you promise not to kill me, I know where they're at, and I can take you to them. And David said, all right, you got a deal. So this young man took them. To where the Amalekites was at. And sure enough, there they were. They were out there partying and dancing. Just having a good old time. And the Bible says that David smote them. Jimmy. Give me a loud pop on that bass drum up there if you will. I got some people going to sleep in here. They need a good smiting. There you go. David smote them. He smote them from twilight even unto even the next day. David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away, and David rescued his two wives. Verse 19, And there was nothing lacking to them, neither small nor great, neither sons nor daughters, neither spoil nor anything that they had taken to them. David recovered all. All, a type of Christ who has recovered everything that was lost in the fall. You take it by faith. Verse 20 David took all the flocks and the herds which they drave before those other cattle and said, This is David's spoil. Again, a type of Christ. Recovering everything that was lost in the fall Now I want you to take a look At verse 26 as I close And David came to Ziklag He sent of the spoil unto the elders of Judah Even to his friends saying Behold a present for you Of the spoil of the enemies of the Lord David distributed the spoil to everybody And I'm here to tell you today, what Jesus Christ did at Calvary is for everybody. Whosoever will, let him come and take of the water of life freely. If you need encouragement today, your encouragement is found in Jesus Christ and what he did for you at Calvary's cross. The program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message. Just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252-299-4234. 299-4234. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, it depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy, and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box six hundred one. Bailey, North Carolina 27807. We look forward to hearing from you.